focus on verse 11, I want to begin reading at verse 8. 
John chapter 6, we began reading at verse 8. These are the words you find there. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said unto him, There is a lad here which hath five barley loaves and two small fishes. But what are they among so many? And Jesus said, Make the men sit down. Now there was much grass and sat down in numbers about 5,000. And Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed to the disciples and the disciples of them that were set down, and likewise of the fishes, as much as they would. When they were filled, he said unto his disciples, Gather up the fragments that remain, that nothing may be lost. Amen. I want to focus on verse 11. And Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks. <clears throat> and I want to talk this morning about the other side of thanksgiving. The other side of thanksgiving. <clears throat> My brothers and my sisters, now that I have gone through all of these different stages in life, and according to scripture now, I am living by reason of strength. And since I've gone through all of that, I spend a lot of my time now reflecting, thinking about how good God has been thinking about how far God has brought me. Spend time reflecting about my childhood and about my upbringing. Anybody ever do that? Think about how God brought you from where you were to where you are right now. And the one thing, as I reflect, one thing that is crystal clear to me now that I didn't see then, I didn't see it then, but now that I look back on it, the thing that I see now is the fact that me and my brothers and my whole household, we lived below the poverty line. I didn't know that. <laughs> it never occurred to me. But we lived below the poverty line. A four-room house, that was before we brought the bathroom in the house. Four-room house with seven kids. My mother didn't work outside the home. She stayed at home, took care of us. Daddy worked at a poultry house, made $28 a week. We were below the poverty line. Now, we didn't know it. We didn't know it. And if our parents knew it, they never let on. They never told 
us. And then the fact is, almost everybody that lived around us was pretty much in the same situation. But here it is. Although we lived below the poverty line, we never regarded ourselves as poor. We never regarded ourselves as poor because we grew up in a house where there was an attitude of thanksgiving. I'm trying to help somebody here now. As little as we had, and, and, and we didn't realize how little it was at the time, as little as we had, one thing that we always did, we always had time to give thanks. At mealtime, it was never an extravagant meal, but it was always enough. Whatever it was, whatever it was, beans, cornbread, gravy, whatever it was, we gave thanks. Am I in the house with anybody? No, no matter what was on the table, no matter how little, how big it was on the table, the word that you would always hear, God is gracious, God is good, and we thank him. For no matter what was on the table, you would always hear, Lord, we thank you for what we are about to receive. Are y'all hearing me? That was always, no matter what, that was Thanksgiving. One of our daddy's favorite lines in prayer, whatever he got up and prayed, you could always count on one line that he would always pray. And that line says, Lord, I want to thank you that things are as well as they are. Are y'all hearing this? It ain't all of that. I mean, sometimes it ain't what I want it to be. But I thank you Amen. that things are as well as they are. And then we would go to church. We would go to church with other folk who were just like us. And some of them didn't have what we had. But, 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 but no matter who was there and although everybody in there was sort of in that same struggle, the shout from every corner of the sanctuary was, thank you, Jesus. Are y'all hearing this? I'm trying to help you understand why we act like we act. Didn't matter what they were going through. It didn't matter what, what, what they had or what they didn't have. Always yell out, thank you, Jesus. You see, my brothers and sisters, that's the other side of Thanksgiving. That, that, that's the other side. It, it's one thing to thank God because everything is well. It's one thing to thank God in the midst of bountiful blessings. But true Thanksgiving is giving God thanks even in the midst of lack. True thanksgiving is being able to say, God, I thank you, even when things are not everything you want them to be. Let me show it to you in the scripture. Let me show it to you in the text. Here in this text, with the exception of the resurrection, this is the only miracle of Jesus that is recorded by every gospel writer. This was big. 
Every, every gospel writer wrote about this. It took place about a year before Jesus was crucified. According to Mark 6.31, after the beheading of John the Baptist, Jesus took his disciples to the northeast side of the Sea of Galilee for a period of rest. They'd been through a lot. and They heard about John being beheaded, so he took them away, according to the scripture, for a time of leisure. They've been through a lot. Let, let me just say it this way. He took them on, 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 on a little vacation. You've been working hard. We haven't even taken time to eat. It's time for us to go away. He took them away for a time of leisure. They had been so preoccupied with the multitudes that they had not even had time to eat. So it's time for us to take a little vacation. So they came to the shore. They went across the sea, came to the other shore. They came to the place where they were supposed to be on vacation. They came to their vacation spot. And when they got to their vacation spot when they got to the place where they were trying to take a break when they finally got there guess what they found the very folk that they had left on the other side had traveled around and was waiting on them on the other side can you imagine how you would feel you imagine how you feel? You finally get a vacation, pick out the, 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 the best vacation spot, and when you finally get on your vacation, the very folk that you're trying to get away from <laughs> are there waiting on you. Just, just want to talk with you for a minute. Are y'all hearing me? <laughs> More... More and more, I understand why Jesus wasn't married. <laughs> I wish somebody would have showed up <laughs> on vacation <laughs> wanting to talk. Uh, um, Jesus never, but, but look. <laughs> but look at chapter 6, verse 5. Jesus was not the least bit annoyed. He was not bothered by their intrusion. As a matter of fact, Mark says that he was moved with compassion. Instead of being angered by the crowd, instead of being angered by their presence, Jesus was concerned about their well-being. They have traveled this far, They've been traveling a long time to get here. They gotta be hungry. So Jesus turns to Philip. Philip, he he was he, he come from around that region. So he turned to Philip and he asked Philip, in essence, he says to Philip, Philip, how are we going to feed all these folks? 5,000 men, not counting women and children. Philip, how are we going to feed all these folk? 
So the essence of the problem, here's the essence of the problem right here. How do we meet the needs of such a vast crowd of people? Are y'all hearing me? We got this crowd here. How do we meet all of these needs? As we study this text, we see at the least four solutions that were that, 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 that the, the disciples, they, they suggested some solution. And let's look at the, the, the solutions that the disciples, they, they say, here's how I think we ought to do it. Disciples suggested, first of all, all the disciples got together and they said, Jesus, this is simple. Mark 6, 34, 35, just, just, just send the crowd away. <laughs> Are y'all hearing me? Just send the crowd away. Oh, wait. In other words, Jesus, just get rid of the problem. It will still be a problem, but at least it will be somebody else's problem. Send the crowd away. But Jesus knew that it was late in the evening and they didn't have time to travel back safely. And even if they tried, he knew that many of them would not make it back. They'd faint along the way. Second solution came from Philip. So Philip started calculating, pulled out his calculator and started counting. And, 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 and even after he calculated, he could only come up with an impossibility. <laughs> it's amazing how you can calculate and still come up with an impossibility. Verse 7, Jesus, listen to this, 200 pennyworths, that's a day's wages, 200 pennyworths would not be enough to feed all of these folk. Now, how negative can you be? We ain't got it, but if we had it, it wouldn't be enough. How negative? How negative can you be? Jesus, we don't have 200 pennies, but I just thought I ought to let you know that even if we did have it, it wouldn't be enough to feed all these folk. The third solution came from Andrew. Somebody say, thank God for Andrew. It came from Andrew. Andrew, he went beyond talking about it and sending folk away. He did beyond calculating. He went looking for a solution. He, he began to move around the crowd, crowd. In verse 9, he came back to Jesus and he said, Jesus, uh, I went out looking and I found a little boy. <laughs> found, found a little boy who, who thought to bring a lunch. Are y'all hearing me? Over 5,000 folk and one little boy thought to bring a lunch. I wonder how long the rest of them folk yeah, how long they intended to hang out with Jesus? <laughs> Evidently, they didn't intend to stay long, but this boy thought, I might want to be around Jesus long enough. I might need a lunch. So the little boy brought a lunch. He said, there's a little boy here who happens to have a lunch. He says he's got two fish, five barley loaves of bread. Yeah, Andrew's doing pretty good at that point, but then listen. At this, listen to his next statement. He got two fish, 
Five loaves of bread. But listen to this next statement. But what is that? <laughs> Instead of saying, thank God we got something. He said, but what is that? Among so many. What he is saying, what he is saying is, I found something. But I'm not sure how much help is going to be in the face of such a great need. Are y'all hearing this? Before we let this kind of thinking prevail, before we let this kind of thinking prevail, because that's what a whole lot of folk think. Before we let this kind of thinking prevail, let's take a moment and begin to reshape our own attitudes. Take a moment, reshape our own. Just a moment ago now, we had nothing. Now, we have something. It ain't a lot, but it is something. It ain't enough, but it is something. It's not sufficient. As a matter of fact, it's grossly insufficient, but it's something. Not enough to go around, but it's, I'm trying to shape you now. It's not enough to go around, but at least we got something. It's just a drop in the bucket, but at least we got something. Well, my brothers and sisters, this reminds me again of a childhood situation. And not just me, all of us remember, all of us, if we'll be honest, our history and our heritage points to a people who had to deal with this on a daily basis. They might not have told you. They had a way of keeping things from the children, but yeah, we, 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 our history points to folk that live like this on a daily basis, a people who had to learn how to take a little bit Thank God for it and then put it on the table. Y'all ain't, that's where we come from. You want to know where you came from? We came from folk who learned how to take a little bit and make it work. Is there anybody in the house? Does anybody remember, anybody old enough to remember the word stretch it? <laughs> Young folk looking at me real funny, but. All y'all old folk, you know. Yeah, that used to be a common word. We got to stretch it. They call it cuisine now. But we call it survival. Are y'all hearing me? Let me show you how it works. Add some water in it. Add some more water and call it soup. Add some flour and water and call it gravy. We ain't throwing nothing away. Mix it all together, serve it again, and call it a casserole. <laughs> Y'all hear me? That's where we came from. But not only did it push you to be creative, taught you how to pray. Y'all ain't hearing me. Which leads me to the text, which leads me to my next point. The next point and, and, and the fourth solution, and this fourth solution comes from Jesus himself. 
The Bible says that he took what little bit they had, two fish, five loaves of bread. And I know we often overlook this. Took the two fish, five loaves of bread, and verse 11 says he gave thanks. <laughs> Is that in your book? He, he gave thanks. Wasn't enough, but he gave thanks. That's really the message. That's really my message here. The message that often gets overshadowed by the miracle. We get caught up in the miracle and we miss the message. You see, the miracle that we all celebrate is at the end of verse 11. When he took two fish, five loaves of bread and fed all these folk. Yeah, that, that, that's where we celebrate at the end. But the lesson and the act that leads to the miracle is really at the beginning of the verse. And he gave thanks. <laughs> Y'all ain't hearing me. Oh, my brothers and my sisters, miracles began with inviting God into your situation. That's where miracles start. Miracles start when you get on your knees and say, God, I need you to step in. God, I can't do it myself. I need you to come in. Are y'all hearing me? Get the picture now. Get the picture now. We've got all these mouths to feed and not enough to feed them. But he gave thanks. The need surpasses the supply. But he gave thanks. There was not enough to do what needed to be done, but he gave thanks. The problem was bigger than the solution, but he gave thanks. Well, I don't really have to preach this message. I don't, I don't really have to preach this message to those who already got your menu. I know, I, yeah, I'm preaching this message, and some of you, I don't, yeah, you, you're listening. It's a good sermon, but you already got your menu planned. You can't wait. Sit around the table with friends and families. I know that you're going to call everybody that day, and that day with the table full, you're going to give thanks to God, and that is good. But Jesus is teaching another lesson. For folk who right now ain't got no idea what Thursday going to look like. Y'all ain't hearing me. Jesus is teaching another lesson for anybody who has ever run short and don't see any way out. For anybody facing problems that seem bigger than their available solution, Jesus is teaching another lesson. He's teaching another lesson for anybody who works hard and at the end of the week still doesn't have enough money to make ends meet. Jesus teaches us that no matter how little it is, you ought to give thanks. We spend a lot of time, a lot of energy, griping and complaining about what we don't have. When we could be using that time and energy to be thanking God for what little bit we do. Are y'all hearing me? We, 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 well, well, just follow the story. Follow, follow the story. If you give thanks, God will take that which you thought was not enough. <laughs> Are y'all hearing me? And, and he'll take it and he'll, he'll not just make it enough. Read the story. He'll make it more than enough. These folk had some leftovers. Are y'all hearing me? 
If you just learn how to be grateful and give God thanks in all things. I'm through now. I'm through now. But my mind goes back to my daddy's little country church, Wahoo Baptist Church. Up in Northern Hall County. I remember that little church. It was standing there. It looked like it was about there. It was leaning. It looked like it could fall at any minute. And, and the community was gone. Nobody lived around there anymore. Nothing there but the church. The community had changed. The community had flipped. Everybody had moved out of the country, moved into town. And now rich folk had started moving in. And they were building these million-dollar mansions all around Wahoo Church. So here's this little church sitting here in the middle of all of these multi-million dollar houses and mansions. But the thing that I realize now, the thing that rings out in my heart now is that the windows would be up and that little church would be rocking. And those poor folks sitting up in there, they would be singing, thank you, thank you, Jesus, for my journey. <laughs> you brought me from, are y'all hearing me? You brought me from a long, long way. You brought us through trials and tribulation. Listen to them giving thanks. You brought us from a long, long way. If you think, that's a strange place to be saying thank you. You think that's a strange place to be giving thanks? Let me fast forward about a year from the text. Jesus is sitting with his disciples and he, he's there talking about his death. Y'all hear me? He's talking about the fact that he was about to leave them. He talked about how his body was going to be given and his blood was going to be shed. He talked about the horrible death that he was about to die on the cross. But after he got through sharing that, guess what he did? The Bible says he gave. <laughs> Y'all ain't hearing me. He gave thanks. And because he lived a life of thanksgiving, because he honored God in all things, uh, this is what happens when you learn how to be grateful and give God thanks. Because he lived like that, because he honored God in all things, uh, God showed up in his situations. You know he showed up. They hung him on an old rugged cross. Blood came streaming him down, streaming down. They pierced him in the side. Yeah, he hung his head and died, laid him in a borrowed tomb. But guess what? God showed up. He showed up. And early Sunday morning, he got up with all power in his hands. I'm telling you, there's something in giving thanks. There's something in a life of thanksgiving. Children of God, Thanksgiving is not a day. Thanksgiving is a lifestyle. And those of us who are called by his name, those of us who have been redeemed, we need to learn how to live a lifestyle of Thanksgiving. Yes, things are not always the way you want them. You don't always have what you want, but you ought to learn how to say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You ought to learn how to say, thank you, Jesus, anyhow. Let's go back to Wahoo. 
Thank you, thank you, Jesus, for my journey. Oh, you brought me from a long, long way. Oh, and I thank you, thank you, Jesus, for my journey. trials and tribulations. Oh, yeah, you brought me from a long, long way. For my journey, journey, Lord, you brought me from a long, long way, mighty long way. I thank you, thank you, Jesus, for my journey. You brought me. If you would, stand to your feet. This is the invitation to discipleship. This is the call week by week after hearing the word of God that Jesus extends to those who don't know them, him in the free parting of, of their sin. That all of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God, but the great gift of God is that he will save you. If you believe it in your heart and you confess it with your mouth that God has raised Jesus from the dead. The Bible says you shall be saved. If there's anybody here that can testify about salvation, you can lift your hands and tell God, thank you 
for saving me. And so we actually give now this invitation to those who don't know who he is. And wherever you may be, even virtually, wherever you are, you can give your life to Jesus Christ right now. Thank you, Jesus, for my germ. Come on, if you don't know him. Oh, you brought me. Come on, somebody. That's why I want to thank you. Come on, come on. Give your life to him. My journey, Lord. You brought me from a long, long way. A long way. Yes, I thank you. You may be seated. For my It's a word that lifts us right now. And don't you fool yourself. God is still in charge. He's still supplying needs. He's still making ways out of nowhere. God is still on the throne. We're grateful today for all of you who are here in this place. And we thank God that we are beginning to be able to come back together again we thank you so much for your obedience and for your calling in and making sure that we have space available and thank you so much for coming and then following the rules after you get here I believe that God is pleased with these efforts and I don't think that there's anything wrong with our faith when we are careful so we thank you for just being careful. We thank you for just doing 
what we need to do in order to come back together. We look forward to our coming back together. We already have in mind, hopefully, the beginning of the year. That's in mind and heart. But we're having to watch the numbers. That's right. We're, we're having to watch the numbers. The numbers right now are saying that we may be able to come together the first of the year. But now the numbers turn a different way. We'll have to go back and reconsider what it is that we're doing. Our whole thing is keeping everybody safe. There's nothing, there is no lack of faith in being safe and watching out and trying to do what we can to, to, to keep each other safe. Uh, we have today our uh, devotional for the new quarter, for the new quarter devotional. Uh, it's ready. Uh, and uh, we want those who desire to pick it up. Uh, you can pick it up. I don't know if it's available in here. Do we have it in the house? Okay, we do have it in the house. It's available. Uh, please, and you know the rule. The rule is you can't get, but you can't just get one. You've got to at least get more than one because you've got to share at least one. So whatever, if you pick them up uh, and leave whatever donation, we just ask you to leave whatever donation you can. But the big thing is making sure you get more than one so that not only will you have it, but you'll be able to share it with somebody on your job, share it with somebody in your neighborhood, just, just share one. So please feel free to pick those up while we are here or you can get them in the church office during, during the week. I uh, want to say a happy birthday to Reverend Gail Bush. Reverend Gail Bush, amen, God has blessed her to see another year. <laughs> And we are just grateful to God for what he has done. That was a great celebration on yesterday. Just so sorry I couldn't get there, but I, I got you. <laughs> so sorry I couldn't be a part of that celebration, but I, I, I intend to be a part of this overall celebration, and we thank God. Also, today is uh, the birthday of our, our technology pastor, Pastor Richard Atkinson. Uh, this is his birthday. He's not here today. He, he, he's out today celebrating. And we thank God for Pastor Atkinson. We thank God for his service to this church. And we do pray that this is just going to be a blessed time for him. Many of you don't know the history of Reverend Atkinson. Reverend Atkinson actually was the first member of this church after I got, when I got, he joined the church the day I was installed. <laughs> On the same day of my installation, he united with his church. And he's been with me ever since. And we just thank God that the Lord has blessed him to celebrate another year. He's, he's just a boy. He's just 65. <laughs> but we thank God for another, for another year. We want to prepare ourselves now for our observance of the Lord's Supper. I'm going to ask that our officers will come. King of my life, I crown thee now. Thine shall the glory be. Lest I forget thy thorn-crowned brow. Leave me. Calvary.
just join me in just one verse. Just one. The blood will never lose his power. The blood that Jesus shed for me way back on Calvary. The blood that gives me strength from day to day. It will never, it will never lose his power. Just one verse together. Come now. before he was betrayed Jesus took bread and after giving thanks says this is my body take and eat after which he took a cup says this is the new covenant the new testament in my blood take and drink you all of it and as often as you do this you do show the Lord's death until he comes. Will you celebrate with me? Jesus is coming back. Will you celebrate with me? He is coming back. He's coming back. He's coming back together his own. And when he comes, 
my prayer is that he finds a church that is in remembrance of all that he has done for us. May God bless you. May God keep you is our every prayer. And we're going to prepare now for our benediction. God be with you till we meet again. Let us stand. of God. Sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with us now, henceforth, and forevermore. Let us all say. Let us go now on the outside. We'll fellowship on the outside. There are several ways to submit your tithe and offering. Online at www.thechurchwithzeal.org slash give. On Cash App at dollar sign the church with zeal. Via the Givelify app. By mail to Salem Missionary Baptist Church, P.O. Box 817, Lilburn, Georgia, 30048. Or in person at the church office on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. It's not necessary to wait until Sunday to give. Online, Givelify, Cash App, or mail-in contributions may be submitted on any day of the week. Thank you for your continued support of the ministry at Salem Missionary Baptist Church.